From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Noelle Rhodes. I absolutely love summer, and as the days get warmer, I start to build lists and create expectations for what it will bring. In my mind, I have endless time and resources to do what I want to do. However, my reality is slightly different than what I've conjured up in my head, but that doesn't mean I have to let the next few months be a disappointment. Building on the conversation we had last June on the podcast, we've gathered here today to talk about what we've learned in summer's past and how to make the most of summer this year. But before we get started, let's do what we do each week and ask an In Your Words question. We're asking our listeners, what are you looking forward to most this summer? This summer, I am most looking forward to an occasional unscheduled day for my kids as well as myself. As the last days of school wind down, I'm finding many to-do items that chop up my day because of my volunteer roles. I have a list of books to read, movies to watch, with and without my family. Now that my kids are older, I'm also excited about their sleepaway camps. It gives them great confidence upon returning and safe independence. And lastly, upon returning from any family or summer activity or vacation, whether a day or a week, isn't followed up by a mad rush to collect ourselves before school the next day. This summer will be the first summer that I have a full two months off, and I am really just looking forward to taking my time and being patient with my precious babies, and we also have a new house that we're getting ready to move into, so just looking forward to making that house into the home that we want it to be, just adding all the beauty and the charm that we desire. What about you guys, Elise, Noelle? What are you guys looking forward to most this summer? I am looking forward to going away to the beach with my whole family. Um, that that includes my all my siblings, my parents, my kids, my husband. We're all renting a big house, and we're having a huge uh, beach vacation together. I'm very excited about that. Mm, that sounds wonderful. Um, we don't have a lot of big plans this summer. We will do our, we have a July 4th um, reunion down the shore every year that includes my family, my, my, my family, my children, my sisters and their families, and my step family as well, which is also uh, a wonderful, wonderful time. That's just a couple of days. Um, thinking about a few other ideas, but my daughter is leaving for Chicago in September. So, um, we will probably do a a road trip around that, you know, heading out. And, um, so that's probably where we'll do our vacation kind of thing. But other than that, a few days here, a few days there, maybe down the shore and, um, yeah, pretty chill. I'm looking forward to my backyard, frankly. Yeah, I'm looking forward to pool time. I'm looking forward to an RV trip that we're taking this year. So um, my daughter's going to be going away to sleepaway camp for the first time. So we're Mm. going to, like you, make a road trip out of it. We're going to pick her up and then hit some things on the way back. So that's pretty exciting. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, you know, I honestly, I'm looking forward to... Taking some of the things I learned last year and duplicating them and taking Mm -hmm. some of the things that I got wrong last year, Mm -hmm. some of my unrealistic expectations that I swore I wasn't going to have and shedding them, really. Yeah, that sounds good. Doing somewhere different than I did before. Uh, I just got back from Boston 
um, Sunday mm-hmm. and I'm going back in three weeks because my daughter graduates from there. And I'm thinking, as I think about the summer, it's kind of going to be about having my daughter home for a while because nobody has been home in this house <laughs> at <laughs> all for, um, ever. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to just being having some time with her. Although she apparently is going to be doing a cross country trip before she settles down too. So I asked her if I could, uh, if my husband and I could follow along in a car behind them, <laughs> and they said no. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be fun though on a on a cross country trip, Elise. Both you well, and Chris. No, well, see, you would think so, but my children not so much. <laughs> so maybe I'll go with you, and you decide. To yeah, tr- <laughs> the four of us. Let's go. <laughs> oh lordy oh my gosh (laughs) so one of the big mistakes that i continue to make each summer and again we talked about it in last year's podcast was this idea that when summer comes i'm gonna have all this time i'm gonna get every project done that i want to do i'm Mm -hmm. going to be able to work with my kids playing silently next to me (laughs) I'm going to hit everything on my bucket list, and that is not true. And I bet some of our listeners can totally relate to that. And so um, hopefully some of the things we talk about today can help people better navigate the summer and have some better feelings about it. I know at the end of last summer, I swore to myself I was going to write a letter to my future summer self to Mm. say, don't do this again. Um, and mm. I never got around to writing it. So, well, that, that sounds like a really perfect <laughs> blog post. Kimberly. I know, I know, right. It's on my blog post list. Yeah. Um, so I said, you know what, it's not happening. So let's just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so do you guys uh, have any experience with this or is this just me? Oh gosh, please. Um, again, you know, I, I've had many more summers than you guys with expectations of children and, Oh my gosh, I would set myself up for such failure because I would do exactly what you're talking about. I'd have new projects on my list. I I think that I had some sort of freedom, which is a crazy thought when you think, no, when your kids are in school, that's when you have some freedom. If you're not working during those hours, you might have some wiggle room to think about something else to do. But when they're home, um, and you've chosen to be home as well, or, you know, that's the point. That's part of the point yeah. is to figure out how to be together. I mean, obviously Kimberly, your kids are a little bit older now getting there and, um, you know, you know, well, your kids are heading in that direction too, but they're a little bit younger. So you, you, you would tend to be more involved with them. Um, but yes, there, there's, I, I just think, you know, it's kind of what we keep coming back to. What do you really want to happen this summer? How do you want to mark this summer? What would be a few words to think about that would describe, okay, going into the summer, this is what I want it to feel like. This is what I want it to look like. And and when I put that sort of together, then I can decide what I can do to be uh, free. I mean, it's really more about how can I have a, a sort of routine that feels a little loosey-goosey, um, but also allows us all to kind of get some things done that we need to get done. And then also some intentional time where we just say, today's the day we're going to the beach. I remember you did that a couple of times last year, Kimberly, and mm-hmm. didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of thing is important too, but yeah. to think that, that all kinds of things are going to get done and you've got freedom because it's summer. I think it's just to throw back to our childhood and we probably need to get over it. Yeah, definitely. Children have freedom, but you don't. Yeah. 
<laughs> that should be a bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Noelle? Because you you were the one who originally wrote the post, A Mother's Guide to Losing Her Mind This Summer, and a few ways to keep it. And so this has been on your radar for a while, how to approach the summer. It's been on my radar. Not to say that we obviously we're not getting it 100 percent correct because you can't ever do that. But um, like, what has your experience been? Well, I mean, if you ever need to know how to lose your mind as a mother, I'm the woman to go to. I am the expert on that for sure. Um, my experience in this is that, you know, it's you have to intentionally make a very clear decision that you are not going to have high expectations for your summer. One thing, one thing that I I learned from last year is I, I definitely like did not have a lot of expectation last year because we were renovating our home, mm-hmm. so that took a lot of like uh, of our of our summer, yeah. and I I had a lot of guilt about that because my kids did a lot of the same thing every day. You know, fortunately we live by a lake and they were able to swim in the lake, but I, they did not, they were not take, taken on these like creative or educational trips or we did not take a vacation last year. So I have a lot of guilt from that. So one of the things I'm moving into this summer with is a different kind of mindset is there's certain expectations of my attitude that I want to achieve this year. I want to be the kind of mother who has a good attitude but like, you know, if we had a day where actually there was like a fight broke out because we're all sick of each other and the siblings are getting on each other's nerves, but we were able to work through it and, and reconcile and learn forgiveness and how to embrace each other even after conflict, then I want to be able to be able to recognize that and see that as a value to my summer. Yeah. See, instead of, for me, I'm always measuring things by what I get done, mm-hmm. but not by who I am becoming. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I am just naturally changing anyways. But because summer is so unpredictable, summer is one of those de- one of those seasons. It really you don't typically have the same day if you're in a season of children, even that's teenagers. You just don't have the same kind of rhythm. You try your hardest, but it doesn't usually happen perfectly. So it's hard to measure it by what you get done. But I think we can measure the success of our summer by who we're becoming. And regardless of what happens Mm. to our day, how are we reacting and how are we growing in our character? So that's, that's how I'm going to the summer is I want Jesus to really help me use this season to make me a better responder to life. Oh, I love that. What better Mm, time? I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think also what I heard you say in there, Noel, was without saying the word, the expectations. It's like you have expectations of how you want this summer to look. You want it to be about, you know, education and creativity. And, yeah. and when you don't do that, it's one of those shouldas. Um, when you don't, you feel disappointed. And you yeah. know what? What if, what if that was like you know, as you said, Jesus, Lord, help us to figure out a way to really be more with the flow, really go more with the flow and, and be appreciative of what every day brings. And even if it means going through your shoe closet, which, you know, may not be a quote summer thing, but why not? You know, maybe that's the freedom in the summer, being able to choose to do things just because you want to do them. Yeah. Not because they fit the summer expectation or not. I don't know, but, um, I, I love that approaching it with a, a desire to improve your character. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. I'm going to think about some of that stuff. Definitely. 
Um, yeah, another thing to consider is learning from your past and planning ahead. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier yep. about yep. wanting to yep. um, write myself a letter so I remembered. <laughs> you know, I that first week off of school, this is just an example, that first week off of school, I had an expectation that I'm just going to be, it's going to be seamless. I'm just going to keep with my same rhythm of work and because mm-hmm. I work from home and there's a certain amount of things that need to get done. And it was awful. Like it, uh, it was very difficult to enjoy my family, mm-hmm. to enjoy my children, to enjoy the new normal yeah. because yeah. I was so stuck in the way I was doing things before. And I thought more about conquering this new schedule more than I did about changing what it took to accommodate it. Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. one thing I want to remind myself of this summer is I'm just going to, I mean, look, there's work that needs to be done leading up to the summer. So I'm in a really good place. Yeah. I'm, I potentially need to change my rhythms. I potentially need to do some work ahead of time, whatever it takes. But to just take that first week and not put any expectations on myself. So kind of like what you were saying, like, know, know myself, look at my schedule and say, okay, if all three of my kids are home and we don't have a single thing to do and our little like study program hasn't started or um you know no, camps haven't started do not think that you're going to get a ton done don't think that every right. Right. you know that this is an opportunity for you to just kill it it's not so learning from past mistakes it that's one of the things that I'm considering as I approach the summer what were the things that worked and what were the things that didn't work for me and to be yeah, flexible in that that's good you know, we're in a whole new house, and again, my daughter's going to be home um, after she goes on her trip for several months, which is a, a shift for us, too. Um, and it's funny, because it's not like she needs me in any way, but it still changes the dynamic in the household. And, I mean, it just does, as it, this is another human being. So, just to kind of have an awareness of that, I think is important. Also, my husband schedule does change a lot because he he's a teacher so he has the summer off so there again uh it does change his routine in a way um that can affect me and what i'm doing Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm thinking as we talk about this i really want to get the calendar out with my husband yeah and talk about what do we want to do what are some things you know are there a couple of do we want to do something one week one day a week or something to make it feel summery and a little bit more i don't know chill but not necess- but I still work. So it doesn't my my routine doesn't change as much as the people around me is gonna mm, yeah, change. Yeah. And how do I um, adapt to that and still, as I say, have some have some feeling of summer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna throw us back to some of the things we've talked about before on the podcast, like self awareness, right? Like knowing <laughs> when and where you work the best. And when you said like Elise other people in your house in your space now kind of around a lot more than they were before wanting your attention wanted to have talk to you that changes the dynamic and being aware of that is is the first step being aware of yourself being aware of how your dynamic is going to change um you know i think it, it all boils down to intention it all boils down to okay let's look at the calendar i mean i do you have to pull out the calendar noelle you have to i have to pull out the calendar Okay, so this week nobody's in camp. All right, so then I have this amount of hours to work. This week my husband is home. He doesn't have a project he's working on. I know he's going to want some of my time and attention when I'm not working. So how do I make mm-hmm. that transition? Like, stop, you know, not make assumptions about, oh, I'm going to work all day even though my husband's around and then I'm going to go out 
with my friends later in the evening, like, no, there's other people to consider now, you know, it's not just right. the way it right. was before. Yeah. Yeah. Also for me, quite frankly, um, having, uh, you know, come to a real routine with my fitness that I love, um, that will, will take some discipline to continue to get up at five fifty in the morning and get out the door and get that thing done first when, um, people aren't moving that quickly in the morning as well. You know, mm-hmm. I hold fast to it, but also hold it loosely mm-hmm. at the same time, if that makes any sense. But yeah, because I want to continue um, the progress that I've made. Well, I'm kind of the opposite of you in terms of when the summer comes, the days are longer. It's brighter mm-hmm. in the morning. And so my husband and I start to now get up in the mornings and run together. So, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. It's mm-hmm. Great for our relationship. It's great for our bodies. However, now the two hours a day that I've been getting up to get things done, whether it's devotional time, write an email, mm-hmm, do a newsletter, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm, I'm now mm-hmm. I'm now lost that hour. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. So now I've yeah, got to figure yeah. out yeah. when am I going to make that up? Do I need to get up earlier to compensate for it? I don't certainly don't want to like blow my husband off and be like you've ruined my schedule. <laughs> like, I don't want you here. Like summer changes things, whether, whether it's your kids being home or whether it's just having to adjust for who else is in your life, it changes things. Yeah, it does. It does. And I think that's the, one of the key things to acknowledge that it's, it's not, it's not the same flow. And so what do we do with that? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think the times that I've been intentional with my time, the times that I've learned from my past mistakes, when I've lowered my expectations, when I've done all these things we've just touched on, I just have a better day. And then mm-hmm. I also can look back and have pleasant memories about the summer and not be disappointed right. and not remember yes. um, how frustrating it was to, to, to do this or have someone around or, or give up my time, you know, um, one of the things that I was learning about in my if gathering devotional this morning was about being mm-hmm. generous. And they were talking mm-hmm. today about being generous with your time. And mm-hmm. I think I'm far more generous with other things than I am with my time. So when you come into my days and you say you want an hour of my time <laughs> that is not in mm-hmm. my calendar, mm-hmm. then I start to get a little protective of it. And so holding my time with an open hand this summer is going to be super duper important for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's- that's a good idea. It's funny, as you were talking, Kimberly, I was thinking, you know, time is like a bank account or something like that. You know, you've got a a finite amount of it. (laughs) And when you use it for this, you know, two hours over here, then you've lost the two hours over there. And and so how do we balance it without getting frustrated about that? Because that's just the reality. It's limited. And so, you know, You've got so many hours in a day. What are you going to do with them? But I love the idea, too, and I think that's really important, of being able to have a summer that we don't come to the end of and feel like, oh, what did I do all summer? And, oh, my gosh, I lost all this ground in some of the things that I was working on. Or um, or I didn't even do enough with my kids. You know, the whole – it's like, Lord, show me how to have – a non-regretful summer. Show me how to have a summer that really is a, a celebration in some way. A different season. I don't know. <laughs> in the September, in September, we should have a show where we come back and say, "Okay, so how'd we do? <laughs> do it quickly so that we don't lose <laughs> the thoughts about what what went well and what didn't." If you're a reader, we have a special treat for you. 
we are releasing a bonus podcast that is all about the books we've been reading. Not only will you hear from us, but some of our listeners are chiming in as well. So if you're looking for a good summer read, then this podcast is for you. Click on the link in the show notes and we'll send you the episode right in your inbox. Okay, so Noelle, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, you did a blog post called A Mother's Guide to Losing Her Mind. And so some of the things you talked about were some summer no's and some summer yeses. So I want us to kind of go through that list and maybe share some of our experience and some of our advice for these particular subjects. Well, if you really like to lose your mind this summer, my first suggestion is to volunteer for everything. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Neighborhood cleanup, the... Uh, church VBS, the you know carpooling all the kids to whatever soccer camp the everybody in the school is going to. I just think that we we have this you know disillusion that we have all this time and all this freedom, and so we want to use it for good, which is good. We want to help people, but then we overcommit and we volunteer for everything, and that's that's going to take you to crazy town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if it's not something that you're passionate about. I mean, certainly make, if there's an opportunity that comes up that fits with your values and you're passionate about it, then make the necessary time and arrangements so that you can do it. But to just automatically assume, hey, I'm around this summer or, uh, you know, I've got, I've got summer hours. My work lets me out on Fridays. Like, I can do this. Don't fall into the trap of just wanting to fill that time up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, re- you know, remember something that I'm, I've been learning is just because there is a need, it doesn't mean that you have to meet it. Right. Uh, we are created with different gifts and talents and personalities. And, you know, there's a reason why Paul, you know, describes the kingdom of God like the, uh, like the body, the church like a body, right? And the eye sees and the ear hears. So if, if you're, you're an ear, you can't be doing the eye's job. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. So like, just like what you're saying, um, Kimberly, it's important to kind of know your lane and know what you what what can you volunteer for. But if you are not somebody that can run the VBS program, that's not your thing. Just because there's a need for it doesn't mean that you're the one that should be doing it. Right. Again, you know, it's one of those those um, questions you have to really ask yourself. Um, what is my lane in a way? You know, what's important to me? What what do I really do well? And what am I saying yes to? Just to maybe be part of something Mm -hmm. or because, Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I know that I'll be valued more. I'll be pleasing people. I think, you know, for me, the yes struggle has been real. (laughs) So I think you really need to think about what, what what you want to do, you know, make a decision ahead of time, um, about what you really want to be involved in and, and say yes thoughtfully and don't say yes, uh, necessarily without thinking about it first, you know? okay, I'll do that. And then everybody loves yeah. me because I'm doing so many wonderful things. And then I'm miserable because I'm stuck doing so many wonderful things. Yeah, absolutely. No matter what season of the year, that's never a good idea. Never a good reason to, to volunteer for something. Resist the urge to join the cult of busy this summer. Definitely. Don't, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm definitely a sucker for summer bucket lists and I love to have one and then check off my list and tell you everything that I've done, whether it's the zoo, blow bubbles in the park. I mean, it's fun and it's great to be like, to have a place to go when your kids say I'm bored. Well, check out the list, go find something on the list to do. However, when you get yourself 
in a bunch because you didn't check all them off this summer. You look back at it and you feel like, well, I've had a lousy summer because I didn't go camping and I didn't, you know, do a s'mores and I didn't do, I mean, that's just kind of like, it happens. It happens to me before. Um, one thing yeah. that I do was I try to like just drop the summer bucket list choose a few things that are important to me. So last year I did a blog post on an alternative to the summer bucket list. I picked three things that I wanted to do last summer and I did two of them. So I was a little bit out of shape that I didn't get around to making a different <laughs> ice cream every week because my kids love ice cream. I thought that would be a no brainer. That would be easy. But then I started to get stressed out because then I'd had to figure out what the, by the groceries and figure out what it, what I needed ahead of time. And that didn't work out. However, mm -hmm. um, we did do a family movie night. So I picked, um, four nights in the summer and I put a flyer together and I said, we're having a backyard movie night. Show up. Don't show up. It's there. We're going to be there when we're there. That's awesome. And it was fun. It really was. People knew where we would come. We would get to see friends. I didn't have to overthink it. It was a done deal. And then Love we it. did geocaching last year, which is just like this treasure hunting that you do with the GPS where you find things that are hidden. So I downloaded the app. And then every time we were at a local park or out with friends, we would do it. And so I kind of feel like... <laughs> This, these three things I picked, I actually did two. So the two things that we did, we did over and over again and really got the most out of the experience. Mm -hmm. And so dropping that summer bucket list, not, you know, not feeling the need to do everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yes, it's good. Well, one of the things I mentioned before about um, organizing your shoes in your closet <laughs> There is this thing, I don't know what it is about me, but I feel like the summer is the time to reorganize the basement, the attic, the garage, the kitchen cabinets. And um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's very tempting to want to do it all and get mm -hmm. it all done mm -hmm. by the end of the summer. And usually I have this like grandiose plan of having like this major yard sale at the end of it. And we make tons <laughs> of money because people want to buy our crap. Um, what instead, you know, is picking one home project. I do think summer is a great time to kind of clear out a bit. I like, I like to organize and clear out my life, um, because it gets very cluttered very quickly, yes. but to, to have, um, the expectation that your house is going to be sitting perfect and pretty by the school year is, is, is not true. So like, you know, this year, uh, I decided that the only thing that I am going to think about this summer is my yard. Yay. And it makes the most sense because it's the best weather for that. And mm -hmm. there's a few things that we have to do in our yard this summer. There's some things that need attention. So that's the only thing. I'm not even going to look at my attic because mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff up there that needs to go through. But that's not happening this summer. Mm -hmm. That's going to have to wait till next summer. Mm -hmm. So I think if you just have one thing, and it's very similar to what um, Kim really just said about your your summer bucket list your to-do list that you have for your mm -hmm. home you know pick the one thing and do your best to, to to knock it out of the park and you know if you've got one thing you're focused on the chances you're going to get a lot of that done you will yeah but if you yeah. if you've got kitchen looming over you and basement looming yeah. over you yeah. and all that stuff looming over you you're going to get overwhelmed and you're probably going to get very little done of each thing mm -hmm. so right. that's so my my very practical encouragement pick one home project and make that your mission this summer mm -hmm. love it really love that 
Yeah, I, I actually love spring cleaning, and we're doing a bit of that now around the house, and I'm paying my children a commission to help me do it. And um, so hopefully some of my things, some of the little things that can be done with them can get done before the summer comes. Um, yeah. And so like, then hopefully yeah. in the next yeah. couple of weeks, one of our big spring cleaning jobs is to, to, to clean out the garage because we know we're going to want to use it all summer. So there's that kind of tension between... Um, knowing that it's going to benefit us this summer to have that garage cleaned out, to kind of like pull out all the broken toys, figure out where all the bubbles are, where the chalk got to, get all those old leaves out. Um, you know, we haven't. We, we would love to make room for a ping pong table in our garage. Mm. We're kind of like mm. working on my husband, trying to convince him that this is the best idea ever. Um, it but, is. It'll, but it'll it take is. a little but, bit of work, yeah. right? So, <laughs> so not that we're trying to stack all this work on our plate, but considering. Okay, so this is something we could all benefit from. We've all got to pitch in. We've got to make time for it in anticipation of the summer. You know, summer's tricky. The kids want to be outside, but sometimes it's too hot to be outside. And so if they were in the shaded garage and they were playing an activity that, you know, I think yeah. that would be, that's worthwhile. That's worth putting, setting, setting aside a time to do the work because yeah. the reward will be worth it. Well, you know, I don't know if yeah, you guys ever do definitely. this, but in the summer, I... For some reason, because my kids are off from school, I take it upon myself to become their teacher. And I always have these grand plans of like doing some kind of extreme summer reading challenge. Now, this isn't very funny, but it is funny to me in a sense. Both my kids are, you know, reading does not come easy to them. So when I say extreme summer reading challenge, they're like stabbing pencil erasers in their eyes. It does not sound like fun for them. Mm-hmm. And it, again, becomes this like thing that we fight about. Every day, mm-hmm. you must you you must read all these books by the end of the summer. Yeah. And last year, I promised them money, and they still didn't do it. So <laughs> this year, I I think I said to give them each a hundred dollars if they read all twenty books. Now they are only they were Little only books. nine and seven last year, <laughs> and oh they and, no, they were like. I, my expectation was too high. They were chapter books. It was it was too high for kids yeah. who yeah. are. Who have reading challenges? Uh, I was being really um, insane with it. So this year, my reading challenge I have modified is twenty minutes a day. Twenty That's minutes great. a day, yeah, and, if they, and, if, and if they do a certain amount of days, that gives them some time to skip. Because there'll be days where we go to the beach or something's going on camp. But if they can get a certain amount of days done, then they get the big reward. And it's not going to be money because I think my kids still don't really know like how much things cost or anything like that. Like if I say hundred bucks, that doesn't mean anything to them. Mm-hmm. But if I say a trip to great adventure, that's something else. Yeah. So yeah. I am learning from last year. I still want them to read. And I still want them to continue their education, but I need to adjust my expectations and make it so that it's still fun for them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That sounds perfect. Well, one of the things that we did last year that did work, did have to do with education and teaching and all that good stuff. Um, We signed up for Brain Chase, which is an online program that actually, I don't know how you call it, like brings your kids along on this online adventure. And 
access to the clues and the cartoons and to the new modules is all based on the work you do. And it's all based on time. So I think my son did 10 minutes of typing and it was, I think you had to do um, maybe a total of 50 minutes. So you can figure out, you can do it any way you want, but you just had to do a certain amount of time, certain amount of math, certain amount of, um, they do have a reading program. We didn't do the reading part of it, but you pick three topics. And so for me, the best decision I ever made was to not try to do it by myself. So my husband's like, why are you going to pay this online program? You can just make sure they do their minutes every day. I have three kids. They have different schedules. I'm, I'm going to walk around with a notepad checking off whether or not you did this today. It's too much. So the fact that I, you know, you can either, you can enlist help. You can get, um, you know, even a teenager in the neighborhood to come over and read with your kids on a regular basis, get a tutor, um, an art, you know, an unexpected expensive option is an online program like this brain chase that actually does it for you so there's no me trying to see if they lied to me if they really didn't read if they're pretending to type in their room like it logs everything and it then tells me how much time they're spending and they can't progress without doing the work and so that was one of the best things I did last year because I do want them to be doing a little bit of work during the summer um you know for last year it was important for us because my daughter was trying to switch math classes so that was a great way for her to jump on Khan Academy, which is a part of the program. Um, my daughter got to do some fun things with science. So that was a couple of projects that were fun to do that, you know what, at the end of the day, I don't feel like researching and figuring out what she should be doing or gathering the supplies. It kind of empowered her to do some projects on her own. Um, and so getting help was like one of the best things I did because it's too hard for me to try to enforce these these programs or these minutes and then I turn into their teacher and then it's not always pretty. I'm just, I'm listening to you guys and thinking, yeah, I think, I think all this intentional stuff is really good as we know, but I also think, um, sometimes it's okay not to have it all in the books and checking it and all that. I did not do that. We did also have some fun. Um, I I can't remember the series. If I can think, if I can look it up, I'll, I, I will. But it was a, a workbook series that was really fun. Like my kids, it was not, I didn't have to stand over them. I didn't have to ask them to do these books. They literally loved to do them. And especially if we did a trip, they had like, um, they had activities that went along with whatever state you were going to, um, mm-hmm. you know, like the state, the state uh, bird and the state motto and all those kinds of things. And so one of my children was really into that um feral so you know she she'd love to have that companion book along so just kind of i don't know if it's really that different but it was less organized and less um monitored by me which was Mm -hmm. nice Mm -hmm. i think i did try sometimes doing the you have to do certain amounts of time we didn't have the online stuff that you guys have nowadays so it was much more about me making sure it got done and just didn't work it was one of those things i believe i eliminated at a certain point because it didn't make summer fun yeah. So, I think that's mm-hmm. where you look at your kid, and similar to your, <laughs> similar to your house project. Okay, what's one area that your kid might need to improve over the summer academically? They might not need anything. They might just need a break. Mm-hmm. They might yes. need more recess yes. in their life. My kids, know. my kids, particularly, they're trying to catch up with their reading. So, you know, having them read a little bit over the summer without you know any consequences it will be good for them, but I'm not going to do science with them. I'm not going to do math with them. I'm not going to do anything else. It's just mm-hmm. one thing that yeah, I'm going to encourage, but and you're right. Again, I mean, reading, reading, I do. I think that just was a natural thing for us. So I, I'm, I didn't have to enforce right. that yeah. and I get it. 
if they're not doing that, I would say, honestly, if you're going to pick one thing, reading is so valuable in every single aspect of education. Yeah. It really is. I've seen that with my kids. Um, and so, yeah, if I were to choose one, I, I think I'd probably make sure in some way, shape or form, they were getting some reading in every day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for reluctant readers, I've said this a million times, audiobooks. I mean, they've been a lifesaver for yeah. our family. Yeah. They've increased my son's yeah. skills and comprehension. But he's gotten really, like, he now is so into this book right now that I'm like, can you stop reading? It's time to, like, do the dishes. It's time to clean up. It's time to go to dinner. Like, getting into some finding something that you love and have someone, again, help you with the story just does wonders for engagement and, and birthing that excitement into them. Yeah. And yep. so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, know your mm -hmm. child, know what they need, and figure out ways to, ways to make it fun. Yes. Noel, what's what's the uh, what's your next point? <laughs> I mentioned this earlier. How last summer I felt very guilty that our kids did not take a vacation because we were renovating our house. So you know, if you really want to drive yourself nuts, just you know, drown in guilt about not giving your kids a vacation in their life. <laughs> Every yeah. season is different. And every summer is different. And I think it's important to take vacations if you can, but it doesn't have to look like the status quo. So, you know, day trips are great. Getting together. I love the idea that Kimberly shared about the family uh, movie nights, four nights a week. Mm -hmm. You can make mm -hmm. summer fun and not have to leave your, your, oh, your home. You don't. And um, yeah. life is very busy throughout the school year. So, you know, I mean, a staycation, there's no shame in a staycation at all. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think just get a little creative, but don't give in to the guilt because the guilt is what's going to trip you up. That's that's the attitude part, right? So instead of being like, yeah. oh, I, we yeah. can't go to Hawaii or so-and-so is taking this vacation with their kids and we can't do that because we don't have this money right now or we don't have the time or there's the family that's family member that's sick we can't leave them um you know like really ask the lord what can what do you, what is it you're good what joy do you have for me here to discover and how can i show that to my kids and my family mm -hmm. and that might just be finding some simple things like uh, uh, uh there was one one time for a little while we were trying to as a family perfect the our, our skills at making the perfect s'more and that was really fun. And oh, that like, is fun. You're not going away anywhere, but it's like a little thing as your family that you're doing to build connection to each other. But it's summery, and you could, you know, maybe even have like a s'more competition at the end. We didn't do that because I was too lazy. But you know, you can you can make summer fun, and it not cost you a million dollars. Yeah, and didn't you do some fun ice cream adventure last summer? Yeah. We didn't document it the way that I wanted to because, again, my expectation was too high. But <laughs> I, I – yeah, I, I wanted to social media that, but I didn't. Um, yeah, we went to about like – I think we went to maybe seven or eight ice cream places. And literally it's funny because they both picked the same ice cream flavor every time that we went. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which, was, which was funny, but I guess it made sense in the end. And like Silas would be, be like, this is good chocolate shipment or this is not. And they enjoyed that. They had really a lot of fun going and pretending to be food critics and trying out different ice cream places. Very cute. Very cute. And it was it. cheap. I mean, you're going to take them for ice cream anyways once a week. So we made it a thing. 
And uh, it was great. We really, you know, it's my attitude that makes it a bummer. It's not actually what we're doing most of the time. If Mm -hmm. my attitude is positive and fun and is up for it, then whatever we're doing is fun. One of the things I want to do this summer, and I don't know if it's going to work, so ask me in September, but I would love to try to start the weekdays, um, start our mornings with a little dance party. So play some music probably around like, you know, 830. That'll be sleeping in for my kids. But 830, play some like really fun music that they wake up to. And, you know, the the challenge is to kind of wake up dancing because they're 10 and they're (laughs) 8. They'll be up for it. When they're 15 Uh and uh, 17, they're not. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But they will now. They'll think it's really fun. And again, my goal this summer is to be a much more joyful um encouraging positive person so those are things that i'm going to add to my to my summer routine mm-hmm. so i think the two common mistakes that people have with summer is that they over schedule and they never have time to be spontaneous they never have time to be flexible um and then the opposite of that is that they throw all the routines out the window and they think that time is just going to make itself happen. They're just going to yeah. get to that beach day. They're going to they're going to go mm. to the pool when they find time. And I think all of that, I, th- I think work and play need to be scheduled or thought of in advance in order for you to get the most out of it. Um, Absolutely. There, that. Yeah. There, there's one more thing um, before... Elise gives us our coaching challenge. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the what of summer, but I think it's really mm-hmm. important to think about the who of summer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, who do you want to be connecting with over the summer? You know, for me, entertaining feels a lot easier when I can do it in my backyard. So I'm probably going to, I should take advantage of that and I should invite a few yeah. people over to grill up hamburgers and hot dogs. Um, yeah. Who do I want to make time for a few years back we had an elderly neighbor and I was so glad that we I didn't overschedule my kids because we were able to spontaneously ask her over and spend time with her and she's since passed and I look back at the time when we got to spend with this neighbor who was a Cuban immigrant who had no family whose husband had passed away and was telling us stories about how she got here and how she was a pediatrician in New York City and just being able to talk to her and get a perspective of um you know, other people and you don't, you know, you don't really have time for that when you're busy, when you're not generous with your Mm -hmm. time and Mm -hmm. holding your time with an open Mm -hmm. hand. So, um, yeah, make sure when you're planning your summer to think about the who you want to connect with and the who you want to make room for. Yeah. I love that. I think that's great. Well, my coaching challenge this week, um, on the heels of the who's would be, uh, it is, um, I would like everybody to take between five and 10 minutes. So just a few minutes, you can use your timer to, um, maybe do a little bit of a brain dump on what you'd like to see your summer look like. And then once you've done that, giving yourself the opportunity to sort of say, Oh, these are all the things that I want to, um, accomplish or do or have fun with this summer. Um, then choose your top three priorities and, attempt to at least get those top three things done this summer and try to let the rest of it, um, be available as a list, just as Kimberly mentioned, but not, um, set up unrealistic expectations. So five to 10 minutes of brain dumping about what you'd like your summer to look like and what you'd like to get done and then choose your top three priorities. 
That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to share this podcast with someone you think will love it. It's how we get the word out about the Slices of Life podcast. You can find everything we talked about today in the show notes. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at circlesoffaith.org. You'll receive additional content, resources delivered right to your inbox. This week's newsletter will include posts such as six ways to survive the summer juggle and great ideas for a no-fuss summertime family fun. And don't forget to head over and click on the link so you can receive our bonus episode about summer reads. You can find us on social media at Circles of Faith. Subscribe to us in iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. While you're there, rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us.